This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to a Monday evening edition of the Chase Thomas Podcast. I am the aforementioned Chase Thomas, and I am joined, as I am, during the NFL season by Mr. Evan Swords himself. Evan, good evening, sir. Where are you? I am in Dallas, Texas. Mm. I think I – was I in Dallas last week? You were in Dallas last week, so you've remained in one spot. I, I yeah, and I think I'll be here for the rest of this month, and uh, and then I'm going home. Breaking news in the podcast: I will be going back to LA and living in Santa Monica. Mm. Okay, I like it. That's where uh, Psych was supposed to take place. The hit show from USA in the late 2000s. Psych. Yeah, I I never personally watched it, but uh, yeah, yeah, I I, uh, I think I'm. I'm going to be surrounded by uh, an area in which a lot of things were filmed. Mm. Well, I think it's, it was actually filmed in Vancouver, but they did the credit opening from the Santa Monica Pier to make it seem like it was Santa Monica, but uh, it was a Vancouver television show. One of my favorite shows. I, I've seen every episode. Love love me some psych. What is your favorite like sitcom that um, you found yourself watching? What What is it that you've definitely seen all of multiple times? What shows have I seen? Sitcoms. That I like. Uh, yeah, that, that was, like so, you can jump in at any episode. Like at Comedy Central at eleven thirty, you can just hop into an episode. You don't need well, any so context I, about I, a previous episode. Yeah, so I mean, I don't really. I'm not big on rewatching things as a whole, but I think if I were to answer that, I would say How I Met Your Mother is a big one for me. Love that. Uh, um. You know, I was never into like really like comedies. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like the worst for this. Like I, I never watched The Office. I never watched watched Parks and Rec. Yikes! Uh, but I liked little Rest weird shows. Never. Yeah, I've never. I, I don't like dumb person. Like dumb person humor. Whoa! Whoa! You know whoa, whoa! Whoa! No, whoa, let me whoa. let me let me clarify that because I don't think it means what you think it means. I don't like watching shows where the characters are are dumb and everyone's laughing at their expense. You know. Hmm. I've just never it's never been my thing like I liked Seinfeld's humor although I never really watched it and I enjoyed friends um you know I love how I met your mother but like I hated the office and I hated Parks and Rec because it's like I'm just watching these people that are you know written to be dumb as shit and you're just laughing at how dumb they are and it just never like was something that I got into but I love shows like did you ever see lie to me no or the or the mentalist no 
Yeah. So Californication, have you ever I seen I watched that? that, yes. Californication is probably one of my favorite shows of all time. Oh, also you filmed, love Six Feet Under. Also filmed in uh, Santa Monica, Venice Beach. Interesting. Um, do you want to know a quick story about why I cannot watch the show Friends and never have? Yeah. Well, it was out of my time frame anyway. You know what was weird growing up? My parents let me watch Seinfeld, but not Friends. Is that not extremely bizarre that Seinfeld was okay, but my parents were like, no to Friends? No, well, Seinfeld, Seinfeld was like a worldwide phenomenon. Well, I just thought it was interesting that that was like a that was not something we were not allowed to watch in the house, but Seinfeld was. I just never really understood that line of thinking. But um, shout out to my mother and my father if they're listening. Um, friends, I was dating a girl. This was a long time ago. Um, this was like right out of college, and I uh, <laughs> not been dating her very long. But uh, she put on the Friends Thanksgiving episode and asked me if I'd ever seen Friends. And I was like, no. And she's like, oh, it's my favorite show. And this is going to date me a little bit. But um, she definitely had it on DVD and, like, put it on from her DVD player. And uh, I remember, like, it maybe had been may have been going on for, like, five minutes. And she leaned, look, she leaned over to look at me and just deadpanned, was like, I'm a really bad person and I'm going to cheat on you. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And, uh, did not leave too much later from that. Uh, that was, uh, I just, that's what all I think about when I hear the, the show friends and I just, I'll never watch it. Like it, uh, I can, I'll never forget that moment. Deadpan, dead serious. Yeah. I, yeah, that is intense. It was intense and terrifying, and she was dead serious. It was uh, it was wild. So, did not end up with that one, uh, Evan Swords. Yeah, no, yeah. I, uh, I, en- I enjoyed Chandler on Friends a lot. I always thought his character was very funny. I believe you. I believe you. Um, White Claw, not sponsoring the podcast. This segment, I should say. Not yet, at least. But uh, it's time for our, our not sponsored by White Claw weekend wrap-up. Um what did you uh, What did you watch this weekend? How did uh, How did your weekend go, sir? Well, so you know, obviously there there was no football this mm-hmm, weekend, mm-hmm. Um, so I enjoyed the break. Um, my weekend was really just enjoying Dallas, you know, in in as safe as humanly possible. Kind of going out and got lunch, um, you know. Me, so it's me. My I'm staying with a buddy. And then one of my oldest buddies who I went to college with is also here too. Um, so we're kind of like, you know, all got a blood pack to never like, you know, don't like, you know, be safe so we can all hang out together. Um, Did you say you got a blood packed? Yeah. It, you know, it's just a joking. Oh, I mean, see, here's the thing, Evan, with you, you getting a blood packed would actually not surprise me at all. I don't know what that says about you and. But uh, I, it would not blow my mind if you were someone who's gotten a blood pack before. <laughs> I don't. I don't like. I don't like getting. I don't like cuts. I don't like needles. Interesting. So, so what do you so do at the gym when hard. you cut yourself? I don't cut myself. I'm a fucking beast. Oh, yikes! Wow. I, I like it. I like the confidence. You have been back at a gym though, right? You're you're back in uh, normal gym time. Yeah, I am fully back, and it feels fucking amazing. <laughs> How much of a drop off was it? I would say probably like thirty percent. Mm. 
It's not bad. Yeah, I but I mean it's it feels good to be back. You I don't I can't stress it enough how much my mental health is just in a better place. Anxiety, fuck all that just calms the nerves being able to work out every day. Well, I'm happy for you, man. Um Thanks, man. That's how you see your see your Still running Nashville, doing run Nashville. Run Nashville. It's Knoxville, sir. Get your Tennessee cities right. I am not I'll, in Nashville. Okay, you can't. How dare first you? Off, first off, I've never been to the Midwest. You cannot have. This is not the Midwest. Whatever it is, the South. Yes. You can't have it start with an N, end with a Ville, and just assume for me to get it right. Well, the other one doesn't know. start with an N. I mean, you know, the it's a enunciation. K. The enunciation. Mm-hmm. Knoxville, Nashville. Two very different places. Only one has the greatest university on this planet, the University of Tennessee, Knoxville. Go balls. Oh, yeah. Yes. What about you? What did you watch this this weekend? Uh, Well, I watched a lot of... um, So I love the show Catastrophe, um, and I had not watched that since uh, going through it a long time ago. So I watched that with the lady um that was good we didn't do any movies this weekend um really odd because we did midsummer and uh a promising young woman last week and then we were recorded oh never mind that's a lie that's a lie on friday we watched uh, the little things and that movie let me just go ahead and tell you the new denzel jared leto movie it is let me check my notes here dog shit and not worth your time F- oh, I was gonna ask. I was F- gonna ask. F- what was so bad about it? It's quirky. It doesn't. It, it says the name of the movie four times in the movie. Uh, the uh, Rami Malek is really bad. He has a really bad accent. He he's just over. He was not good. And I like him a lot. And he's. Great I feel like Rami robot. Malek is like a guy that you have to like. Yeah, I don't like. You have to like to like the stuff he's in. If it makes you feel any better. Uh, I also watched a terrible movie this weekend. Ooh. Uh, the dish. new the new Anthony Mackie Netflix vehicle. Uh, have you seen the previews for it? Mm, no. It's called like Outside the Wire or something like that. Okay. And, and refresh my memory. Who is fa- Anthony Mackie? Is he the guy from Marvel? Fal- Falcon from Yeah, okay. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, as far as I can explain it, it is terminator skynet training day hmm it literally it's skynet training day he is a did not do well on rotten tomatoes he is a human that has a android body but he's not he's not a human but he looks like a human but he's got an android body and it's training day in that he's the guy that's supposed to be the good guy but he's actually a bad cop and he's Skynet, he's trying to get nukes to blow up the world. I ruined the movie for you and all your listeners, oh but trust God. me, <laughs> I saved you the time from doing that. It was a terrible movie. Yikes. Well, there you go. Movie time with uh, Mr. Swords and uh, myself. Uh, speaking of, if you do like movies and you like listening to smart people like my friend Philip Musay, Harvard graduate who lit who lived in the neighborhood I grew up in, um, in Stone Mountain, Georgia. We do a podcast every Saturday morning uh, now that's got its own feed. We were doing that um, before the stuff started moving over this fall um, every week, but we had to take a break, obviously, with the the merger and all that kind of stuff, but uh, split it off to its own feed. 
Uh, so go check that out, Musay and Thomas, and leave us a five-star rating and review. Speaking of, um, Mr. Swords, one of your favorite things to do is to remind people that uh, they can go check out ChaseThomasPodcast.com for access to all my articles, like the article I wrote today about Edge winning the Royal Rumble last night. That's the other reason we didn't watch a lot of movies last night, is I made the lady friend watch pro wrestling for the first time, and it was, it was great. Um, and then... Uh, uh, yeah, go leave us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts um, if you are an iPhone user. It's quick, easy, and all that good stuff, but we are available everywhere. Spotify, <coughs> Player FM, and all that good stuff. Um, it's time for headlines. Uh, we have to start here, Evan, with uh, Matt Stafford, the guy that you, for whatever reason, were just talking yourself into the Niners and that Kyle Shanahan was going to be into a a gunslinger was going to be into somebody who he could not uh, just talk talk X's and O's with and be like, wow, do you see that five-yard out? How perfect was that? Did you see that 23 of 28 game with no picks and no touchdowns? That That's the kind of stuff that Kyle likes, and that is not what Matt Stafford is about. Matt Stafford's a gunslinger. That's who he is. And uh, he was traded to the Los Angeles Rams uh, for Jared Goff, multiple first-round picks, um, huge haul. But uh, yeah, what do you what do you make of the Matt Stafford trade to Los Angeles, and do you suspect that the Rams are now the favorite in the NFC going forward? So I have so many thoughts on this, and I think we should probably spend the majority of this podcast <laughs> talking about this, as there is not a whole lot going on. But let me just take you guys down a little. Trip. I did think that there was a Super Bowl going on this weekend, but continue. Well, I'm saying I'm saying that's obviously what we finish on. Mm. Um, so. There are some guys uh, in 49ers Twitter sphere, um, nice kids, uh, one of which I gave him his first writing gig uh, at 49ers Hub. Uh, he has since done amazing, awesome things, and he's really kicking ass. And his partner is equally awesome, and they do some just – they just work their ass off, and they really you know provide good content. And they basically created a new 49ers Hub it's called 49ers Goldmine. Check it out if you can. Uh, if you're a 49ers fan, you probably already know about it, so it's kind of redundant to say that. Um, but essentially, uh, one of these guys has, you know, at least in some form or fashion, spent a lot of time trying to get news and sources or, you know, just trying to, like, get it, you know, in between the fence of trying to, like, you know, no stuff like this. I don't know how else to explain it. So early rumblings, uh, you know, is 49ers are talking to Matt Stafford. And, I'll, you know, that, that was kind of out there. He early was like 49ers and Matt Stafford is a done deal. They've already shaken hands. It's just a matter of time. I mean, he full on sent it. He said it is done. It's a done deal. They've already they, they got a handshake deal. They're working out the details. So 49ers Twitter goes nuts, right? They're like, oh, man, Matt Stafford, he's probably be- – you know, he's better than Jimmy. I don't think he's that much better than Jimmy, but he's definitely got – you know, he could make a bunch of throws that Jimmy can't. We all know that. So, you know, the 49ers Twitter and as a whole is just in a frenzy talking about this news, arguing about whether or not it's a good deal. What did they pay for it? Would, would you pay a first? No, we can't pay a first. I'd pay a first. All this stuff. And it goes on for, I mean, like a week and a half. And think about it. When you hear that your team is about to trade for, you know, 
that kind of quarterback, a week and a half is like an eternity, right? So, you know, a lot happened. A lot of people talked. A lot of things were said. And it was just so much speculation. And then slowly, the you know, the, you know, the real beat writers kind of like started sprinkling out. Uh, I don't think that's true. Or 49ers don't have any deal with Matt Stafford at the moment. Mike Garofolo comes on TV and goes, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to stay. The 49ers don't have, haven't made an offer to Matt Stafford. And then boom, he gets traded to the Rams. Yeah. And I, I don't hate it. Like I understand the Niners perspective and we can, um, we can get to that uh, in the next segment, RT Mark uh, time. But, um, I do think this is something that the Rams had to do. This is not something the Niners had to do. Does that make sense? I mean, I wouldn't say that. I, w- I really wouldn't say that. When I think about it, look at what the Rams have and look at what the Niners have, right? Jared Goff, I think his cap hit is probably a little bit more at this point mm-hmm. than Jim than Jimmy. And he's not the quarterback but, Jimmy is when he's healthy. I, I still think Jimmy is a much better quarterback. I agree. But I think Sean McVay has definitely gotten the – I don't think there's anybody in the NFL that could get more out of Jared Goff than Sean McVay did. I truly believe that. So you look mm, at the four – Yeah, that's probably – yeah, I guess that's probably true. Yeah. Are there better coaches? Is Andy Reid maybe a better offensive coach? Sean Payton? Sure, whatever. I still don't think that anybody can get out of – you remember when Jared Goff threw for 4,000 yards, was almost breaking records – you know, just deep bombs to Robert Woods. I just don't think that anybody's going to get that version. The, the, the Lions are not going to get that version of Jared Goff. I'm not saying Jared Goff was that version of Jared Goff before he left. But neither here nor there. The The Rams gave up all that they gave up because they they kind of here's where I'll agree with you they had to in a sense of they only have a short window they've got Jalen Ramsey's contract right they've got to go now would you agree with that yes and Andrew Whitworth always being on borrowed time cup and this group is going to continue to get more expensive Aaron Donald like they just they are built to win now year over year like this is this is the time yeah so that was the main thing I understand where they're coming from in terms of you got to do it right now, but I still just, well, I mean, think about it. Like think about what they were this past year and where they could have been. If they had a competent quarterback, they, they won on the road against Seattle. They probably could have really hung with green Bay with Stafford in that spot because that team really kept in it. They were just limited by what golf was doing at QB. And I don't know. I think they are now, I don't think they're the favorites in the NFC. I think people get way too excited about that. And I don't think Stafford is at that point in his career where he should, ever be just anointed the favorite in a conference over the Brady's and previously the breezes and the Aaron Rodgers and the Russell Wilson's like, well, we'll have to see. Well, yeah, we, we shall see. Um, but do I think it makes them better next year? Do I think that they give any shits about these picks? No, because they're, they've lost like seven, they'll end up losing seven straight first round picks. This is not what they care about. And if you're, gonna do this go do this it just seems like to fit their ethos and this is not what fits the Niners ethos the Niners I think are I think they're more forward thinking and I don't take that as a shot at the Rams I think the Rams are just like a 
let's go for it. We're in Los Angeles kind of thing. And San Francisco is looking at it like, no, Kyle can get the best out of Garoppolo, whoever. He's building out this offensive line. He's built. We used a bunch of capital on the defense. We've used a bunch of capital on the receiving game. Like, we'll, we'll see what happens. Like, when we find somebody we actually really, really love that Kyle really, really loves and is willing to part with several significant assets like the Rams had to give up, then we'll do it. Like, you do something like that for Deshaun Watson. You don't do that for um, Matt Stafford, in my opinion. I just don't think he is at that level. And I am okay, and I think Niners fans should be okay that they did not ultimately give up a lot for him because I just don't think it would move the needle as much as you and maybe Niners fans might think that uh, Stafford in place of a healthy Jimmy would be for the Niners. So once again, I don't think there's as many, especially in 49ers land, uh, as many pro Jimmy people as much as I am. Uh, You have to remember that Jimmy Garoppolo still has yet to play a single football game with Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle all on the field at the same time. So I agree. Um, Also, I think when the 49ers were rumored to be doing this, a lot of people were saying it was going to be for like maybe next year's first round pick or maybe just this year's second. So I think in those circumstances, 49ers were never going to do that. If you know John Lynch, if you know Kyle Shanahan, they never overpaid. They didn't last year when they were talking to Tom Brady. They didn't this year when it comes to Matt Stafford. That's just not their MO. They're never going to be the team to overpay. No, but they're, also, they're waiting let me to see what – because, uh, I mean, look, Kirk going through another offensive coordinator this year in Minnesota. Like, Kyle's oh, waiting. don't fucking He's do waiting. it. I, I heard someone so – it was some guy with, like, 6,000 followers did it again. Um, so he said – He's oh, only 32. He's just not – he doesn't have it, man. He doesn't have that clutch gene. I, You know, as, as much as I don't want to re- – like you know retort whatever skip bayless is saying he really doesn't kirk cousins is the embodiment of regular season you talked about how alex smith is the regular season god kirk cousin is the regular season god he's also just the exact type of quarterback that kyle shanahan loves which makes no sense i'm not disagreeing with it i'm just saying like if i had to if i had to bet if they're going to trade some stuff, he also would cost significantly less than uh, than Matt Stafford. You have to consider that. Did you see the report that the Rams made a run at Aaron Rodgers before ultimately trading for Matt Stafford? No. I don't know. How much validity do you take from that? Do you really think that they made a serious offer to him? And do you think the Packers are at a point where they're actually listening to offers? So Okay, so here's the same thing I said. I'll say it again. If you are any team that needs a quarterback right now, you're calling the Packers. The Packers can say all day long that they are not trading Aaron Rodgers. And you know what? Oh, maybe. Well, maybe you're saying after... you called the Packers before the Texans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. See, I, I would I, not. I think hold on. Watson Let me his timeline versus Rodgers, I would be way more Rogers adamant is more... about getting him. I think Rodgers is cheaper, though. But a smaller Watson, you're giving up a Watson, bunch of assets for Aaron Rodgers at this stage of his career. I think that's kind of silly. I don't. I mean, so okay. Let me put it this way: I would trade a, a first round pick for Aaron Rodgers. I wouldn't trade multiple, maybe two, but, but even it would so, cost multiple. Cool. It's going to cost multiple first round picks to get Aaron. But Rodgers I think Watson is guaranteed three first round picks. Period. Nothing is guaranteed it, with Houston. I, I don't. I'm not going to guarantee Cal McNair 
and Nick Casario and Jack Easterby are going they're, to make They're it. not giving up for anything less than three first-round picks. And the teams that do need him, like the Jets and the 49ers, are not going to pay that. I don't think he's getting moved. Well, he's not. A lot of people, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of national reporters have said straight up it won't happen. But I also think it's part of like a flex from owners where it's like, I think the NFL, I don't know if this is something they think about and how much they owners talk across different leagues. But like when I was thinking about Deshaun Watson trades and stuff like that, where there is just one of the things that makes the NFL king, one of the things that just makes them the creme de la creme of sports in the world. They are the biggest sports league. They are the most popular. They will always be the most popular. Part of it is something that happens with college and something that's really hurt college in recent years is the transfer portal. It's good for the players, but it's bad for the game. And one of the things that people loved was that they got to grow attached to guys playing there for three to four years. They just, they were there and you got to see your guys recruited and they sat some, some of them played early. You got to see them flourish and then they moved on. Now you're seeing more and more move, move around. It's harder to keep up with. It's harder to grow attached to guys because if they don't work out in year one, then they might leave. And it was like 1,500 in the portal this year alone. That's bad for the sport. It's good for the players, bad for the sport. Both can be true. You're seeing this in um, the NFL where it is going to be a bad thing for this league if quarterbacks start moving around in their prime. This is a bad, bad thing. Because you, part of the mystique with the NFL is Brady playing for the Pats forever. Aaron Rodgers playing for the Packers forever. Ben Roethlisberger playing for the Steelers forever. Joe Montana being on the Niners forever. Um, There is something, like Patrick Mahomes getting unhappy and requesting a trade is horrible. And you don't ever want to get to that point because quarterbacks matter so much. It's the most important position in sports. And you want, as an NFL like oh, if you if you're Roger Goodell or any of these owners, you're like oh no. If Watson flexes enough here and forces his way out in his prime as a top five quarterback in this league, other quarterbacks who are in that wheelhouse, even bad ones or even young ones who are in the twenty to twenty five range who don't believe they're being developed the right way, they're gonna start being like oh, if he can ask out and get traded, so can I, and. I don't think the NFL wants anything to do with that. And it's something that I understand. Deshaun Watson has every right, and I totally encourage it. Cal McNair seems like a really shitty owner, and everything about that situation is dysfunctional and awful. I understand all of it. It is a bad look for the NFL if this becomes a thing in that more star quarterbacks in their prime ask out and get moved around because there is so much to the idea that you get to, when you draft a franchise quarterback as an nfl fan when you're at home you're like yes we've got this guy for his prime russell wilson is not going anywhere matt ryan is going to end up being the best quarterback in falcons history and he played all of his best years in atlanta and i got to watch every single one of them that is something that makes the nfl special that is something that is killing college basketball that no one has any fucking idea who's on who and who's going to be around for a year, and it's impossible to get attached to anybody. That is a bad thing for fans, and I am just very curious to see how this all works. But he could also be an outlier that most of the other quarterbacks look at it as like, yeah, they're an outlier, Houston's terrible, whatever. But Deshaun does it, 
And guess what? Trevor Lawrence gets drafted to Jacksonville next year, and Jacksonville is a dumpster fire with Urban Meyer. Does Trevor Lawrence just go after a year two? Yeah, this sucks. I, I don't like any of this. I'm out. Brian Schottenheimer is my passing game coordinator. Hard out. Like, I want out of this. That is when things go, oh, no, the NFL is in real, real trouble. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I I just – I'm all for quarterbacks. I love that we're getting closer to the – I want quarterbacks like Deshaun Watson to be like, fuck you, I'm leaving. And you're going to trade me because I'm never coming back and I'll never play for this team. And if you don't trade me, you'll get nothing. I love that. Does that need to happen every time? No. But teams like the Texans, the Jets that are just completely hapless. Now, shout out to Robert Sala. Hopefully he fixes it, the Jets. I love the idea that they can do that. Deshaun Watson does not deserve to play in Houston. Houston should have never let Bill O'Brien get away with half of the stuff he did. They let him be GM. They let him trade just, you know, Hopkins. Like, should have never happened. The Hopkins trade wasn't the, that all that bad in, in retrospect. It made Deshaun the- Watson a better quarterback. Deshaun Watson was better this year because he did not have Desha- DeAndre Hopkins to target over and over again. That is the dumbest shit you've ever said to me on I, this podcast. I don't, I, 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 that is the dumbest. Deshaun the dumbest Watson. The dumbest I'm a Deshaun Watson guy. I you ever said. I want you to take this audio and put it at the front. <laughs> I want you to. I want you to put this on the pedestal of your mm-hmm. podcast and let everyone know that you think the Hopkins trade wasn't that bad. I really made don't. Watson better. I think Watson had to do more with less, and I think for quarterbacks like that, it is nice to have to do more with less sometimes. I think you this grow isn't as a person. A, this isn't a small suburban family trying <laughs> to make it through the month <laughs> off of putting a little bit of water in the milk so it lasts longer. What the fuck are we doing here? Deshaun doesn't shouldn't have to. He's one of the most exciting quarterbacks in the NFL. He shouldn't have to do more with less. No, but I think What are we doing? Good. I think it's good for him. I'm glad he it's had to do more It's not good with for less. him. You know what's good for him? Being on a team that can actually compete where the, the owner and the GM and the coach are putting you in a position to succeed. I don't. Why does he have to do a fucking obstacle course every year just to be a quarterback? I'm not disagreeing with that, but the, the way they built their offensive line was bad. But I think the defense was a lot better than people thought it was going to be this past year. I The David Johnson part of it was just dumb and the running back aspect but like the idea of trading deandre hopkins for a huge haul and getting a collection of guys around him based on um who they also had on this roster and signing brandon cooks if he was healthy and all that like eh, I, don't, I don't hate it it was not something i hated that that one move in by itself um the patriots were the one team not on matt stafford's list uh what do you make of matt stafford being like yeah i'm good i mean it's not a Matt, it's not a Patriots thing. I'm sure Matt Stafford wouldn't have an issue playing for Bill Belichick necessarily. It just sounds like he absolutely hated playing with Matt Patricia. And now that Matt Patricia is back with that staff, he's like, I won't be anywhere near that. You know, Matt Stafford maybe hasn't exactly had the best career by any means, but I mean, the Lions have been a hapless organization for forever. But Matt Stafford's a good quarterback. And he's a veteran quarterback. That's where do you have him in dead. your top your top thirty two? Where do you have him right now? It is February second. Um, where do you it's, where do you have him hard, in the pecking order? It's 
it's hard to say that without like having the list up. But I mean, I, he's a guaranteed top fifteen. I would maybe even almost get him in top ten. It really depends. Are we sure he's a guaranteed top ten? No, I'm Can not I give sure. You, here, here's how, here's how we'll do this. And I'm going to count this, and we'll figure out where we're at. You ready? Yeah. This is going to be a fun game. Fun exercise for you, Evan. So Patrick Tom Mahomes. Brady. Tom Brady. Okay. Sure. Patrick Mahomes. No, are you saying Tom Brady is better or worse than Matt Stafford at this point? No. Well, no. Oh, oh, you want me to do that? I thought you were just going to go list off no, one through go, ten. No. Okay. Uh I think he's more. He's got more ability at this point, but Brady's the better quarterback. All right, that's one. Patrick Mahomes, two. Dak Prescott. Oh man, that's tough. I don't think Dak is nearly as good as some people think. I think he's better than Matt Stafford at this point. I think Matt Stafford is better, and I think if Matt Stafford was in a better situation, it wouldn't even be a question. All right, so we're still Matt Stafford two. can make every throw. Russell Wilson. Oh, Wilson's better. That's three. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is better. That's four. Ben Roethlisberger. Matt Stafford. Okay. Um, Derek Carr. Matt Stafford. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. That's five. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Ooh, Matt Stafford. Mm, Baker Mayfield. Matt Stafford. Drew Locke. <laughs> Matt Stafford. Uh, Drew Brees counted this year. We have to say Drew Brees this year. I'm taking Matt Stafford. Okay. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Six. Uh, Lamar Jackson. That's hard. I've been thinking about Lamar literally this entire time while you were naming QBs off. It's really hard. I think right now Matt Stafford is the better quarterback, but Lamar does things that are just – so out of this world that just open up so many different opportunities. But I mean, just for the sake of quarterback, I'm taking Matt Stafford, but it's not interesting. It's a, very close though. Like I said, I am a huge Lamar guy and I think, I think he needs a better offensive coordinator to really show what he's capable of doing. Lamar can make all the throws too, but he just, I mean, I have, we didn't see it this year nearly as much as I would have liked to. I'm taking Matt Stafford, Ryan Tannehill. I'm taking Matt Stafford. Tannehill's in the perfect situation. I think if you put Matt Stafford in that team, they do on that team they do even better. Kyler Murray. That's another one. Um, Kyler's exciting, but I'm still taking Matt Stafford right now. I don't think Kyler is nearly as good as the hype is putting him at right now. I think he's got a very promising career ahead of him, and I think he is very talented. And I think if you're taking, you know, a franchise quarterback over the next ten years, obviously, you know what I'm saying, like. But right now, I'm taking Matt Stafford as the better quarterback. So we're still at seven. Uh, Matt Ryan. That's a tough one. No, it's not. It's Matt Ryan. I, I hold. Uh, let me hold on. Let me just say what I have to say. Oh God. From I'm a number, ask you Justin Herbert. I might have a brain. No, 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 no. Hold on. So, so seriously though, right now I'd say Matt Ryan, but you have to understand when Matt Stafford had Calvin Johnson. He was putting up incredible numbers the same way Matt Ryan was with Julio Jones. And Matt Ryan had Kyle Shanahan. He's ne- Matt Stafford has never had anything close to that, let alone a running back, let alone you know a, a capable tight end. Like 
Matt Ryan is, I think, the better quarterback. But, like, if you put Matt Stafford in Matt Ryan's situation, he might do better and he might do more. He might have won that Super Bowl, too. The wait is finally over. Nutfest Roadshow is back. October 13th, Jiffy Lube Live, featuring Slipknot, with Killswitch Engage, Fever 333, and Code Orange. Tickets on sale now at LiveNation.com, part of the Metris Warehouse Concert Series. That's not a tough one, man. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Matt Ryan, but I'm not happy about it. Okay. Well, I like it. Take your medicine. Um... Last one, uh, Jarrett Stidham. Oh God! What? No, hold on. What? You so first off, you didn't take you didn't say Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy right? Garoppolo, I know. I I forgot about Jimmy. Yeah, I would take Jimmy. So that's yeah. I wouldn't take Jimmy over Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford's a better quarterback than Jimmy, and I love Jimmy. Uh, Joe I would take Burrow. Kyler over him. I would take Joe uh, Joe Burry and Justin Herbert's close. We'll have to see. Justin, Tannehill made Justin, me think. Justin Herbert, just... right now, I'm taking over Matt Stafford, 100%. Okay. Well, um, you know, Tannehill was complicated for me because, like, it's just you have to really – we'll see a lot with Arthur Smith gone and then promoting the T coach. Uh, as I, I got to just say this. With, with Tannehill as a whole, we've seen what he did under the worst circumstances, and we've seen what he's doing right now under really good circumstances. As things shift and move, as they so often do – I want to see how he reacts. Like you said, what does he do without his OC? We'll see. Corey Davis probably gone too. He's hit or miss. That dude will have some zero targets, no catch games. AJ Brown's a bigger thing for them. but No, I know, but like he's the wide receiver too. It was a big deal when Muhammad Sanu came to the Falcons, wasn't it? Yeah. King yeah, wide sure. receiver too. Yeah, but he was actually productive. Corey Davis was like hit or miss. Sanu was Mr. Yak. He was always productive. Love me some Muhammad Sanu. Um, Mike Pettin out in green bay after uh green bay is eliminated um just kevin king getting people fired up there in green bay uh you know i've got a lot of friends that are packers fans i got a lot i follow they're all happy they're more than happy they are ecstatic they hated mike pettin this is like an every like five years thing um, with Mike Pettin and then Dom Capers because it felt like Packers fans were just so over the Dom Capers experience for so long and he just kept riding it out. Mike Pettin was doing the same thing where I was just like, this dude's going to be the DC for like 10 years and Packers fans are just going to hate it forever. But uh, no, they, they did not renew and he's gone. I'm very fascinated to see where they go because they have a lot of talent on defense and I do think they're going to get involved in the J.J. Watts sweepstakes. Ooh. That's interesting. I think he that's a good position. I'd love to see the 49ers trade for him. Can you imagine J.J. Watt? Mm. You put Eric Armstead in the middle, and he gets to play next to Nick Bosa for a couple of years. What does that mean for Solomon Thomas, though? Who's that? <laughs> or your favorite, D. Ford. The worst thing – so first off, D. Ford is never playing a snap in the NFL <laughs> ever again. I'm not just saying that either. Like, it's very widely understood. He's not. And – Solomon Thomas, the most frustrating thing to me is that he tore his ACL because it's like now I have to feel bad for him because he's a nice guy, great guy. Now I even feel bad because he tore his ACL, but like, fuck, man. 
I need that guy to no longer play for the 49ers. Well, last thing on the Niners then before we get into some quick Falcons and Niners stuff. Um, what is the latest on Davian Kinlaw and his squirrel habits? Javon Kinlaw. Javon, excuse uh, me. I have not seen anything about it since. I okay, think we've seen good. the last of it. He's still alive though, right? He hasn't gotten like rabies or poisoning or anything from eating a dead squirrel. He got he got a uh, some cleanup surgery on the knee. Okay. So I don't know if he'll be out, you know, uh, chasing down squirrels. I like. I see what you did there. I like it. Um, the Falcons for our time, our team. Um, they snuck around and nabbed Kyle Smith the son of longtime general manager of the San Diego Chargers, A.J. Smith, uh, for a role in the organization with Terry Fontenot. Love that. Did not make big headlines, but I was very excited to see that because I think he's just been really, really good and done a really good job in Washington the last couple of years. Um, so I'm excited for Kyle Smith. Um, Mina Kimes really loves our uh, coaching staff and what we've done this offseason, so that makes me happy. Um, shout out to Mina Kimes for understanding what uh, – what uh, what's coming in hot Lana this fall? So she gets it. Um, but uh, yeah, that uh, quite weak mostly on the Falcons front. But uh, just something I wanted to note: Kyle Smith joining the Atlanta Falcons front office, and I'm excited about it. What about for your team? Well, you know, I mean, the 49ers are in a very interesting situation right now, right? As a whole, you've got. An offseason ahead where they've got to figure out what they're going to do at quarterback. Two years in a row now. And I don't care what anybody says. Two years in a row, they almost signed Tom Brady. Mm. And now there's reports that they were trying to trade potentially or even just exploring Matt Stafford. Kyle Shanahan has been very vocal about his displeasure with Jimmy and what he likes and what he doesn't like. Uh, there's been a lot of chatter a lot of times about how Jimmy's not good enough. He's obviously hearing this stuff. You got to ask yourself, if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, do you not want to get the fuck out of San Francisco? Think about it. Yeah, no, because you know, Kyle has been the best thing that ever happened to his career. No, fr- no, 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 no. What do are you, you talking like, about? I mean, do you really want to go back to New England if you're Jimmy? Listen where to do me you when go? I say that. Like, where's his J- options? L- listen, listen to me if I tell when I tell you that Kyle's the worst thing that's ever happened to his career. He got him to a Super Bowl. What? When Jimmy was leaving, oh, New I'm England, ready for this take. I'm excited. He was one of the most sought after quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. When we got him for a second round pick, the world lit on fire in fury about how we were given this prime ready to start quarterback prepped behind the great bill belichick and tom brady right he comes in doesn't even know the playbook goes out there makes every throw lighting shit up dropping passes in between defenders i mean goes five and oh the jacksonville jaguars one of the best events in the nfl while they are trying to make it to the playoffs trying to get a first round by we go in there and smack the shit out of them destroy the Jaguars. Jimmy Garoppolo is the greatest thing that's ever happened. He is God King Jimmy Garoppolo, the same way that Cap was at his peak with the 49ers. It just happens. Quarterbacks get they they, they get their their MVP status on the 49ers and then all everything goes to shit. But so my point is though, 
He tears his ACL. He goes back, rehab, comes back. The next year's first official year, Kyle doesn't let him throw the ball. He's constantly running the ball. His receivers for the majority of the Super Bowl run are Dante Pettis, who got released, Richie James, who never played a snap, Kendrick Bourne, who is an undrafted free agent, who I truly do not believe will be anywhere if he leaves the 49ers. He'll be on a practice squad. They didn't – like, he had nobody. And so people were sitting here and going, well, you, he can't make the throws or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, Kyle, like, handcuffed him. And now, look at Jimmy. Where is he going to go? Everyone thinks he's bad. You and me don't. But people think Jimmy well, oh, is not good enough. teams around the league think that? I mean, there was reports that there's not a lot of interest in Jimmy. Might some of that might just be the health, and that's why I wouldn't sell low. And I think that's what the Niners are thinking too. It's just like we got to get this dude right, let him be healthy again for the first time in almost two years, see what he but looks that's, like. That's what's even more frustrating, though. He got a high ankle sprain last year. He comes back two weeks later. High ankle sprains take six weeks to heal. Who let him come back? He injures it again. He's been trying to. He's basically spent all of this season before he got, you know, injured for the rest of the year, playing on a high ankle sprain. It's just someone, a lineman, fell on his foot. Like, what is this man supposed to do? But people are like, oh, he's injury prone. What part of? Can you tell me how the ankle connects to the ACL? Uh, no, I cannot. I I don't know much about science. I never graduated college, so. I just think that Jimmy's in a really poor situation right now. He went from being the guy to all the prospects in the world, everybody wants him, to now he's like damaged goods. And I think Kyle's handled it, I and mean, we've talked about this before, I think Kyle handled it extremely poor. So now the 49ers are going to the offseason. They're like, hey, Jimmy, you're our guy. But by the way, we don't even fucking believe that. We're trying to get any quarterback but you. But uh, can't wait. Richard Sherman's leaving. Our center that we signed for like $20 million from the, the Giants has been injured twice. was out all last year. You can have Alex a new Mack. center, Which is probably legitimately going to happen. It's something that we've definitely considered. And the interior offensive line is torched. Whoa, what happened to Matt McGlinchey? Matt, Matt McGlinchey is a right tackle. Yeah. And he's got the worst, the worst pass blocking grade. Like, I think in the NFL. That's not good. Well, on the but other side, it's good, Because whatever – like, I don't know what you get sprinkled on Trent Williams this past year, but he was – he just took a year off of football and was like, it's fine. I'm still going to be an elite left tackle. That's like one what, the, an under-talked about portion of this season was Trent Williams. Oh, he was – yeah, he was he was incredible. But he just took a year off and just came back and it's fine. Trent Williams was just fine. I don't know. I kind of – I love that. Um, shout out to Trent Williams. Um well, we shall see. It seems like if I had to guess, the Niners are just going to continue to listen, be active, talk to different teams. Um, it's clear they don't see Jimmy and their team five years from now, but I think they're just at the point right now where they're happy with him, if that's the best they can do. But if something comes available that makes sense to them, they will listen and talk with them and see what happens. Like I, I think that's an okay thing to be. Where they, I think the Niners believe they can still win with Jimmy, but they also can win bigger with somebody else, but they're going to be careful. 
I don't think there's anything wrong with that that line of thinking. I mean, I I just I think it's one thing to draft a quarterback if like you know what I'm saying like it was when Aaron Rodgers when they drafted Jordan Love you're like what how dare you but I mean if you're Jimmy Garoppolo and they draft a quarterback I, you can't really blame him you tear your ACL you got two high ankle sprains you know what I'm saying like you missed the biggest throw of your life in the Super Bowl I, I think that would have been a route you could have gone right like just silently been like we're gonna draft a quarterback fucking deal with it be better than him and then you'll start that's fine. But to just constantly publicly go out and have all these reports, oh, that they're constantly trying to replace you. I just don't understand how if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, bro, he's from Illinois. He's like, please just trade me to Chicago. Wait, what They've quarterback had, wants to get traded to Chicago though? Are you kidding me? You see how how badly that team wants to be good yeah, in spite so, of Mitch Trubisky? There's not a the track record is one of the worst in football. Let me just tell you this, and I mean this sincerely. The world in which the Bears don't draft Mitch Trubisky and instead somehow are able to get the Patriots to trade Jimmy Garoppolo for a second-round pick, that team might win a Super Bowl if that would have happened. They draft, what, Jamal Adams instead of Mitch Trubisky or something like that. Think about that alternate universe. I want you to think about that. I just don't think the, it would have worked out for the Bears at like QB no matter what. I just there's just something about the Bears. I would I'm no, just man. gonna continue no, no, betting no, no, against no, no, no. the Bears. And- you, no, 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 no. You don't get to take the terrible things that Mitch Trubisky did. No, it's not and just, just Mitch. It's Rich and just Grossman. Mag- it's Jay Cutler. It's no, man. I know. It's but, like no. the list goes on. Jim O'Neill. There's so you many can't dudes. you can't magic eraser that. Kyle Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky specifically was terrible in a situation where that defense was incredible where Allen Robbins is one of the best receivers in the NFL. If they would have had a competent quarterback in that situation, they would have competed for a Super Bowl. And it's not because of Kyle Orton. Hmm. It's just because they drafted fucking Mitch Trubisky. That big, tall, white guy. Because they were like, oh, big, tall, white guys, they're always safe. They're not. They're terrible. <laughs> um, the Super Bowl. It's happening on Sunday, Mr. Swords. Um, Have you ever been less interested in a Super Bowl? You're just so just – don't be a Grinch just because your team isn't in it this year. You were in it a year ago. That's all this I know. is. That's I all understand. This is. You were in it but last year. But it's like it's like you don't want – like everybody doesn't want Tom Brady to win another ring. And then you don't want Patrick Mahomes to become the next Tom Brady because we just dealt with Tom Brady for 10 fucking years. I mean – this is one of the first Super Bowls where I'm okay with either winning, where I'm not, um, not rooting. Like I was rooting for your team last year. Um, Thank you. It's very nice of you. I enjoy Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Enjoy watching them. Um, I enjoy the way. Like there's something about the dominance of the Chiefs that remind me of the Warriors um, a little bit. That I just am like, oh, that's cool, just to have. This history, like I kind of like that they're just so good and so dominant on that side of the ball that like it's just forcing teams around the league in a similar way to the Warriors to adapt and be like, okay, how do we make this not be the next Tom Brady and Pat situation? How do we stop this? Um, is interesting to me. Um, on the flip side, Brady getting another one is just insane. And I, there's part of me it's just like he's already beat Montana and Bradshaw who were tied at four. He has six. This would give him seven. Like it's just. It's insane. Like there's just something about it would just be 
just uh, okay. And then the Gronk Brady celebrations would be great. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't care who wins. Um, I think either will be huge for the other person's career, but I, uh, I just want it to be, I want it to come down to the wire. That's all I really want. I want this to be a very close ending, kind of like what happened last year. I know you don't want to reminisce on last year. I, it's I not. Uh, okay. So are you really not enthused to see Brady versus Mahomes? I'm not, I'm not at all. I really am not. So let me just say this. Mahomes is one of those transcendent talents where it's just like, I'm happy for him, but it's like, there's so many things I hate about his existence. I hate his wife. (laughs) I hate her. I don't hate his little brother, but he's so annoying. I, I don't hate him. I hate his wife though. Have you seen her? Every time they win, he's the greatest quarterback in like the last 50 years. And she's like, fuck you guys, you fucking, you guys didn't believe me. That's we told you. I was like, no one's betting against Patrick Mahomes, lady. He's the, he's the best. You're, you're, there's, what are you doing? I, it's, like, it's like, I hate her, the little kids, fucking little brothers, like TikTok dancing all over the place. He's like juju without any athletic ability. I don't know. Like, I just don't care to root for, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then the Patriots, I love the idea. I do love the idea of coach getting a ring. I really do like that. Bruce Arians getting a ring. That makes me happy. I also just love the Patriots losing this marriage. I really do. I do too. I I like the idea of Boston fans as a whole being sad and seeing, feeling pain. I hate the city of Boston and I hate their fans. Oh, wow. I hate it. Okay. Everything about them. Mm. Um, Love the movies. Yeah. Yeah. What Mark Wahlberg too? Mark Wahlberg. Um, but so I just, I'll give you that, but this is the problem. The things that you're talking about, the things that we're talking about, the things that I like genuinely want to root for the Bucks for Trevor Sikama, huge Tampa Bay fan wrote for, you know, a, was a Bucks beat writer forever. I want to see, yeah, I want him to be happy, but like it's Tom Brady, man. How many more Super Bowls is this guy going to get? I kind of want to see him go towards 10. We used to say that Joe Montana and him were like neck and neck. And then now he's just like Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. I just, I hate it. And then he he posts a video that's just so fucking adorable with his little runs to the, you know, after, after they win the championship, he runs to the sidelines. He's like, can I say hi to my son? He's like, we did it. We did it. And it's adorable. And I'm like, I, God, I don't want to like you, Tom Brady. I've spent my whole life hating you. Don't do this. Hmm. It's a very complex situation for me. I really don't know, man. It's like, in theory, logically speaking, the Mahomes should win. He's crazy. He's so good. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen. But like, the Bucks how, are hot. They've won how, how many straight? Seven. I don't give a fuck about anybody on the Bucks. How do you bet against Tom Brady in this moment? How do you bet against the guy that not only has the experience, but he's also got the weapons. He's got the team, and He's got the motivation. Think about how many Super Bowls Tom Brady has been to. On a scale of 1 to 10, 
Where do you think this Super Bowl ranks in terms of his motivation to win? Mm. Top three, right? Yeah. Easy top top two, maybe. Maybe even the number one most important Super Bowl ever for him. Ever for Tom Brady? Yes. No. Think no, about no, it. No, Think no, of, no, 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 no. Think about no. it in context. Think about it in context. Sure, the first one, maybe. No, I'm going to say right? the most important was him coming back 28 to 3. I didn't think that's going to be the most important, where it's like, no, no, never no. That was, spe- that, was, that was exciting. That wasn't. Imp- Actually, no, I think 18 and 0 was the biggest one of his career. Like them finishing 19 and 0, like with that season and how dominant they were sure, from start sure. to finish. I'll get, I will give you that. But how can you look at anyone, especially Tom Brady, and say, after all they did, and he, they didn't keep him. He didn't want to stay. Bill Belichick and him weren't friends anymore. Whatever you want to say. And him and Gronk go to the Bucks, and they go, we'll fucking do it without you. I'm going to show every single person that's ever said that it was Bill Belichick, that it was me. I'm going to cement myself the greatest quarterback ever. People forever have been like, no, Jerry, Jerry Rice is the greatest football player of all time. Right, Jerry Rice, the greatest football player of all time. Who thinks that? Everyone. What? Very calm. Yeah, a lot, a lot, lots of people do. The greatest yeah. football player of all time. Do you understand every single record he has and how I mean, absolutely dominant those records are? He's a receiver. Okay. Regardless, my mm-hmm. point is, what Tom Brady is fighting for right now is bigger than anything else I think that's ever happened in his entire career. Do you? We talked a lot about Brady. Do you think we're gonna see? Is there a chance that Patrick Mahomes is viewed any differently coming out of this game? No, I don't think so. He also like if he has injured. a bad game and Brady really just, plays him, does it matter? He, nah, he was just injured. He just, yeah. you know, he, he was just injured. He played sure, played great. Because we just I don't forget think so. he was bad in the Super Bowl last year. We forget that he was really bad the first three quarters. I'm he sure was you don't real, forget. I he got outplayed by jimmy garoppolo yes. for three quarters that is just ri- like no one's going to remember how bad mahomes was the first three quarters of last year's super bowl like that is something that i think if you ask people like what do you think uh who do you think won the quarterback battle in the niners Chiefs super bowl game who do you think looked better for most of the game they'd be like oh mahomes I'm like, well no you didn't watch it. like that's what i'm saying like it little things like that you just don't even remember and you're like i remember just how bad he was being blown away. Um, that is what I remember most from that Super Bowl. It's just like how bad Mahomes was trying to throw that game away and didn't matter. And then he came back when it mattered and that was huge. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think there, there is not a chance that he's viewed differently, but um, I do think it will be something that needs to be talked about if he's bad in two straight Super Bowls for the most part, or like really struggles um, against the Bucks pass rush and everything. So I don't know. I think that will be fascinating to see. Ultimately, Evan Swords, who do you who do you have winning? What is your score? Oh. It's our last take, game of the year. I know. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say thirty four thirty one. And I think it's gonna be the Bucks. I'm a lot of people are picking the Bucks. A lot of people are picking the bucks. I think the spread's three and a half Chiefs. Let me just um, let me ask you this mm-hmm. before you t- make your pick. How much better was the 49ers defense last year than the Bucks this year? Significantly. 
You think so? I yeah. think the Bucks have had a pretty damn good defense this year. But but I agree that they're much better. The 49ers defense. I'm worried about Eric Fisher. I'm worried about the offensive line. I think it was JPB who was talking about like I don't even know who the hell the offensive tackle was for the Packers last week. Like they didn't even like it, that that mattered. The the pass rush and we'll see what happens with Shaq Barrett and uh JPP and I think that will but I, I still don't think they're what the Niners were throwing out there last year. No. Yeah. So but that's that's I think to me that's the big thing. I think Brady's gonna do his thing no matter what. I think Mahomes is gonna do his thing no matter what. It's just gonna be down to the defenses. Interesting, interesting. Who do you think the MVP is? We gotta talk about that. Um I'll say if the – I'm picking the Chiefs. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. I think it's Chiefs 37, Bucks 31. Um, I think MVP is going to be Tyreek Hill. So I think that the MVP for the Bucks will be Mike Evans, but I but there's no way they don't give it to Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they'll give it to Tom Brady. But I think the most valuable player tomorrow is going to be Mike Evans. I don't think that anyone is going to be able to guard Mike Evans tomorrow. Interesting. Yeah, we we shall see. Um, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be close, which is all you can really ask from a Super Bowl. Just fun and exciting. A lot of offense. Um, who's calling this? Who got the game this year? Is it Romo and Nance? I don't know. Probably. That. I'm curious who gets the Super Bowl this year. Super Bowl 2021. I need to know. Uh, CBS, yeah. So it's Romo and Nance. I, Robo, Romo's just killing it, huh? Yeah. Um, Mr. Swartz. What is, yes. What is the name of the Bucks cornerback? Carlton Davis? Killing? Yeah. That's Carl, Carlton Davis is like not allowed a single good game from a wide receiver and he gets to go up against Tyreek Hill. This yeah, is going to be a great, great matchup. Tyreek Hill made Tredavious White look silly last week or yeah, right. last week. It's just, you can't cover Tyreek Hill like that. That's not happening. It doesn't matter who you are. You're, you're not covering Tyreek Hill. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I'm excited to see what this looks like. Cause I think both are playing their best football in a while. Like, like I said, with Tampa, has not lost um, since the Chiefs um, game. Like, that's their last loss was the Chiefs. And the Chiefs' lone loss in Patrick Mahomes' 17 starts, including the postseason, came against Week 5 against the Raiders. Like, I just – something has to give with these two dominant teams down the stretch. And they're both hot. They're both playing their best football. Um I don't know. It is a good matchup. It is a great Super Bowl matchup. It's a great matchup. Yeah. There you go. We differ on the last one of the year. Uh, Mr. Swords, do you have anything else you would like to plug before we wrap up here today? No, nah, man. Take care. Take care of your friends and family and enjoy the the last week of the year that we have football. It's going to be a long off season. Uh, I hope everyone is staying safe and healthy, smart, and uh, yeah, I'm going to miss the NFL. It'll be back before you know it, Mr. Swords. Um, For that guy in Dallas, Texas at the moment, Mr. Evan Swords, a 49ers hub for myself, 
up here in Knoxville, Tennessee. That is all I've got. Evan, thank you as always, my friend. And uh, we'll be back with our final recap next Monday. Good old Nashville. Okay. (laughs) Take care. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. The wait is finally over. Notfest Roadshow is back. October 13th, Jiffy Lube Live. Featuring Slipknot. With Kill Switch Engage, Fever 333, and Code Orange. Tickets on sale now at LiveNation.com. Part of the Metris Warehouse Concert Series.